This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is useful. Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, a podcast that follows our journey of investing. Whether you're an absolute beginner or approaching Warren Buffett status, our aim is to help break down your barriers from beginning to dividend. My name is Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going? I'm very good, Bryce. Great to be here for this episode. Always an apprehensive episode for me. Always the start of it victory for you the Uh, stock of the year we'll see we know that every episode is someone's first so if you're just joining us welcome this podcast is bryce and i trying to learn about the stock market taking you on the journey with us and uh, what has become a tradition here at equity mates is we kick off the year with some bold predictions that we made last week and then we each present a stock of the year yeah and to put it mildly Whatever stock I have chosen has become the kiss of death. It's <laughs> yes. fallen more than 50% most years. Yes. And uh, I'd love to say this is going to be my year, but I just have zero confidence. Well, you told me offline that you had three in your shortlist, two of which you guaranteed <laughs> would go up in 2023, yet you haven't chosen yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll talk about them. Okay. All right. Um, and I'm feeling that each year I'm getting more and more conservative. So we'll find out what happens here. Okay. <laughs> You're right. We've got two stocks. We also have two of our staff members, Simon and Alf, who have some bold predictions that they want to include before the year gets going. So we'll crack into those. But before we do, Ren, uh, it was Valentine's Day last week. And it, if we can get some love from the Equity Mates community, that would be really appreciated. The community survey is live and uh, it's your opportunity to let us know how we can continue to provide value and create content for you on your money and investing journey. Things like Get Started Investing were born from the community survey. FinFest was born from the community survey. Crypto Curious was born from the community survey. We take your feedback seriously and and uh, weave it into our strategic objectives. So yeah. it doesn't take long to fill out. We love to know who is engaging with Equity Mates. The link will be in the show notes. Anyone who completes it in full goes in the draw to win $500 and or FinFest tickets for 2023. If you're listening to this podcast while you're commuting, pull out your phone, open the podcast app, hit the link and you'll fill it out before Bryce finishes his stock of the year pitch. That's how quick it will be. (laughs) But Bryce, before we get into it, uh, Sasha, our producer, has 
put together a little a little montage, I yep. guess, a little clip of the last few years of Stock of the Year. Neither of us have heard it yet. So let's kick off Stock of the Year by looking back over the past few years. Bryce and Alec, these are your Stocks of the Year. So we're going to start with your first Stock of the Year in 2018. 2018, new year, new things. When I was thinking about this, I decided that I have no clue what stock is going to be the best this year. So the one that I've selected, the company that most people will have heard of and a lot of people probably will have used, but no one would have thought to invest in, is iSelect. My pick for this year for 2018 is going to be May 5th. So that was the beginning of Stock Under the Year. We moved to 2019 when Alec was already feeling the pinch. I'm pretty nervous about this because it could be a uh, big mistake. For people who have just joined the podcast, my stock pick last year lost about 50% of its value. So (laughs) I have chosen... Costa's Group Holdings. I'm going to back in (laughs) one that we did in our summer series and put my name behind Baby Bunting. Oh, really? Alec was dubious, but hindsight (laughs) is everything. So let's move to 2020. I'm going to be choosing a stock called City Chick, ASX code CCX. Okay, Okay, so my stock (laughs) of the year is Atomos, um, ASX code AMS, currently trading at a dollar... We know how 2020 went, so on to 2021. Are you going to keep me in suspense or are you going to let me know what the company is? <laughs> the company, uh, well, firstly, there's a lot of IPOs coming, but we can probably do an episode on that. No, Bryce, the is, company, com- Bryce is coming off a Brett Lee length run up here. <laughs> <laughs> the company is Roblox. All right, so. Whatever Ren is about to say, uh, short. Once bitten, twice shy. I'm three times bitten, fourth time shy. Just groove into it. <laughs> nah, okay, so. So the company that I am talking about today is Tencent. Great timing from Alec. (laughs) We all remember how that went. (laughs) So that brings us to last year, stock of the year 2022. Just in case you missed it, here's what the guys picked. It's a stock that always under-promises and over-delivers. It's an Australian company every single time. It's very good at keeping the market updated and always beats analyst expectations. And we know that the stock market loves that. No. Okay. Uh, we know the stock market loves that. And it is a global leader um, and now one of the world's largest asset managers. Macquarie. <laughs> Jeez, how are you going to get 20 minutes out of this? <laughs> and I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to bring to the table a company that I just find interesting and that I would enjoy talking about for 15 minutes because, let's be honest, I can't do any worse than I've done. Um, and if it goes up, if it goes down, at least I'm bringing a really interesting company to the table that I don't think you will have heard of before, but I think is worth knowing about because it's pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. So I am excited. Yeah, great. Thank you. <laughs> this, this company is IAC, Interactive Corp. Okay, Ren. Well, major takeaway for me there was how uh, much our audio has improved <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> since 2018. Still heard the cockatoos in the background as we were recording remotely. You were down in Melbourne. I was up in Sydney in our bedrooms. 
a lot has changed since then. But that was a great trip down mem- memory lane. And I can't help but think it's a massive wind up to you finally getting a stock across the line in 2023. Uh, just, to, just to recap how poor my selections have been, I select I don't think any more listed. Okay. Atomos down like 90%. I thought it, uh, it's, it was up, but nah, it's, it's down. Atomos okay. is trading at like six cents. Okay. Um, <laughs> Costas, Tencent, IAC. I think I lost 50% on all of them. It's not like they've been poor performers overall, like Tencent. Yeah. No, no. Well, I mean, I select an Atomos, but mm. Tencent, I, IAC for me is, you know, this will be some the of year the best operators in the game. This will be the year for Tencent. But that's a great trip. This will be the year for Tencent. Yeah. Are they going to be your stock of the year? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But um, one of my bold predictions was around... Yeah, China Chinese tech, tech yeah. companies outperforming the US counterparts. All right, Ren. Well, that brings us to this moment in time, 2023, where we have two stock of the years. Now, it is incredibly important to uh, caveat that this is general advice only. We have no uh, research here. <laughs> if the last five minutes of content wasn't <laughs> yeah. enough of a caveat that you shouldn't take stock advice from this podcast, then I don't know what is. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Good call. Good call. Um, <laughs> so do you want me to kick it off? Uh, yeah, let's let's put our best foot forward. <laughs> I wanted a stock that um, that wasn't tied to Australian markets or US markets. And I'm kind of, have been obsessed with India for a bit. Mm. Um, And so that's where I kind of started my- The Adani turnaround. My research, (laughs) the Adani turnaround. So my theory with stock of the year is I just want a large stable company because I know you're going to come in with something interesting. (laughs) I know you're going to come in with something that has the opportunity to probably go both ways in the tens of (laughs) high teens or double digits. So I'm just going to stick with a, with something that's pretty solid. I I did have a few, there are some pretty fascinating companies over in India. It's got a pretty robust domestic economy at the moment. And so I thought, you know, should I go down the path of retail? There's a company called PC Jeweler that has performed incredibly well, diamonds and and uh, gold over in, in India. But I've decided to go with one of the largest market cap companies over in India. Do you want to have a quick stab at what it might be? Oh, uh, the bank, HDFC or whatever no, it is? No, that is one of the largest. Uh, um. Reliance? Reliance, no, it is also one of the largest. No, I've gone with uh, one of the world's leading providers of consulting and outsourcing services. Is this the one that um, uh, the British Prime Minister has a has a little stake in? I didn't know that. Infosys. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I did not know so that. So he married the daughter, or I, I assume granddaughter of the, one of the Infosys founders and she owns like a couple of percent. And so he's married in. We did we did content on this last year. Oh, I don't remember, remember that. Oh, yeah, okay. I remember doing content on that, but I did, don't remember the tie into Infosys. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Nice. All right. Well, tell us about the company. Tell us why it's it's yours. Yeah. So uh, just for a, a brief intro on what it does, as I said, it's one of the largest providers of consulting, tech, and outsourcing services in the world uh, to businesses and and uh, organisations to really break that down. They send out teams of experts to help companies improve operations, uh, you know, build apps, outsource tech, implement cloud, digital transformation, 
Uh, they're one of the world's largest providers of that. As I said, I'm, I'm, I'm loving India at the moment. This is why uh, I wanted to, to dial in on it. But the way I kind of went through this, Ren, is we have a course with Owen, the VIP course, very, a very important person, whatever it's called, the Value Investor Program. There we go. <laughs> and in there is a very high level checklist that you can use when sort of uh, coming up with a thesis for a stock. So I kind of went through that uh, very high level to see how Infosyst would, would come out. So it's a massive company, 300,000 employees, 54 countries uh, it operates in around the world. It has a market cap of $80 billion. But when you're looking at the financials of this company and using the checklist, you look at things like the balance sheet. So it's got $2.3 billion in cash, no debt. You could say that it's got a bit of a fortress of a bank account, uh, of a balance sheet. Uh, It has revenue growth, pretty decent revenue growth over the last five years of 10 billion to $17 billion in revenue. So that's a CAGR of 11%. Profit of $3 billion in 2022 and growing. Pretty low gross margins of 30%. It's low capital intensives. Intensive has pretty decent cash flow of about $3 billion. And it has outperformed the Nifty 50, which is uh, one of the benchmarks over in India over the past five years. The Nifty 50 is up 50% and Infosys is up 177% over the last five years. So some pretty significant growth there. What I like about it is the customer base. They're growing their top customers. So they have 38 customers who have contracts with them of over $100 million a year. So what that means is they are providing consulting and outsourcing services to some of the biggest companies in the world who are paying them a hundred million bucks a year to, uh, to outsource IT, to help them with uh, implementing AI. A lot of businesses are now adopting digital and driving transformation and the future is digital and Infosys is sitting right in the middle of that. Now, a question for you, Ren, when I was thinking about this is going into times of economic hardship, recession, yeah, what do you think happens to the outsourcing industry? In times of recession, yeah, I reckon what would happen is companies would do layoffs and yeah. uh, get cut heads, and then they would realize that oh, we actually needed a lot of those heads, and then they would rather than employing new people, they would get contractors in, and I think for a lot of these services, they would look overseas to the Philippines and India. Have I <laughs> have I absolutely nailed it? I, well, that was my thinking. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, that, and that's kind of why I think that Infosys might be well positioned over the next few Oh, but you didn't actually, months. you didn't. Well, I mean, the, there's articles that go both ways. It's like if mm. you were to do research, like the research I did kind of says 50% of thinking is that exactly what you just said. And then the other 50% is you cut cost and lay low and you don't worry about outsourcing. You don't take on these digital transformation projects. You kind of hold back on that until you're a bit more certain. Yeah, but, I mean, it's probably both. It's probably like in the immediate moment, you're cutting and so you cut and so they lose out but then over time th- you bring contractors on before you bring full t- like employees on yeah 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 so that that's kind of why i thought that you know maybe over the next sort of 12 months or so because whilst they're obviously based in india and listed over in india they are incredibly connected globally as i said they're operating in about 60 countries around the world and so do will definitely be impacted by economic conditions by some of the biggest customers uh important to look at management team their ceo sahil parekh has been in the industry for 30 years and has a, an incredibly good uh reputation based on some of the articles that are written about him he was a partner at ey and 
and was really widely credited with scaling the Indian operations over there. So if you're looking at management, he's done well. Looking at our uh, checklist though, it's not founder-led, it's not family-run. They do have a sort of level five leader, so tick on the management front. <laughs> level five? Yeah, level five. Then I had to think about, well, what, are, what is the moat here? Is there a competitive advantage? And it is incredibly debatable when it comes to Infosys, what, what their moat is. I would say they don't really have a, a huge moat, a wide moat. They have competitive advantages in terms of brand recognition, their size, global presence. I think Accenture is actually probably bigger or more widely regarded as, as a digital tech sort of consulting outsourcing firm. But given their size and, and uh, yeah, global presence, they, they do have some competitive advantages there. And then in terms of valuation... Uh, their current PE is 28, Accenture is 26. Some of their other big competitors, uh, Tata Consulting is sitting at 31. So seem to be um, on par with, with some of their major competitors around the world. So that's, that's my pitch, Ren. Nice. Pretty stable. It uh, hasn't really shot... I mean, it's shot the lights out over the last five years, 177% growth. At the market last year in India was pretty hot. There is a risk that it sort of comes off, follows the nifty 50 and uh and the market over there the ticker is infy infosys limited yeah something a bit different not au not us putting it in the bank uh i've got a couple of questions yeah first one let's just clarify the rules on this yeah uh is the winner based on local currency return or aussie dollar return <laughs> no the the because the reason I asked that is the Indian rupee was the worst uh, Asian currency in 2022. Mm. So are we factoring whatever the rupee does this year? Uh, well, wouldn't you just factor in how it performed? Like that's why I'm asking. Local yeah, currency local terms? Currency. Or are we just yeah. Googling like uh, Infosys share price and seeing what the one year Absolutely. return is? Okay. Yeah. So then it doesn't yeah. matter what the rupee does. No, it's just... If anything... It's just- if anything, if the rupee has a bad year yeah, and Infosys is sucking in a lot of money from yeah. European and American clients, then... Yeah, it's just literal price performance in its currency from the 16th of February until the moment we record Sweet. our wrap-up. Sweet. All right, well, where's inflation rampant? I'm going to go to the, the <laughs> Venezuelan state oil company. <laughs> um, yeah, so I thought it was uh, an interesting stock. It is one that you see in some of the big sort of emerging market funds all the time. It's usually in top 10 holdings. Uh, it is a, a global leader. I did have a couple on my list that I was really tempted to do. I did do a full episode on Flutter, actually but decided to switch. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Flutter's run a lot. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's pretty interesting company. Yeah, love it. We spoke about mm. it last year, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, we went through a real sports betting phase we at did. one stage. Yeah. We did. So and did. then I couldn't buy it. Yeah, that's Remember right. Remember that? Yeah. I think we spoke about it on the podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then interestingly, I went into Ticker. If you want some good data, you must go and use Ticker, equity mate, uh, Ticker, T-I-T-I kr.com slash equitymates go and use ticker i plugged in a few uh sort of screeners to see what companies would come out i put in kager over five years of greater than 30 percent gross margin over the last five years of greater than 70 percent each year free cash flow over the last five years pa of less than 25 and profitable all five measures and listed in Australia and the US and only five companies came back that hit that. Okay. One of them was min- mineral resources. 
Okay. Yeah. I was like, damn, that's such a good company. Yeah. yeah. But you didn't want to do that one. Nah. That's everyone says that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So some pretty interesting ones. I thought of air lease. I thought, okay, travel, travel's back. China's reopened. Um, demand for aircraft and air lease is the world's largest airline uh, aircraft leasing company oh, yeah. and some of their biggest customers are Chinese airlines and so I thought is that a play to capture the growth in uh, in travel so they lease you know their Boeings and and everything to massive uh, airlines yeah some pretty interesting ones out there anyway that's me. Love it. Stake in the sand. All right. <laughs> well, uh, I think before I get on to mine, let's hear some of these bold predictions that we heard uh, that we got from the team. Simon has sent us some, so let's get into it. Hi everyone, Simon here from the Equity Mates team. My bold prediction for 2023 is that at the year's end, 25 Bitcoin will be able to get you a house in Sydney at the average house price. 25 Bitcoin gets your house in Sydney by the end of the year. Okay. <laughs> you could have just gone with what price Bitcoin's going to be. I kind of anyway. like that because it's like two predictions in one. 25 Bitcoin. Well, I need, uh, sorry, I need to do some math. So let's say what the average house in Sydney, are we saying a it's million bucks. a million bucks? Divided by 25. So he thinks that... Bitcoin is 40,000. So that's kind of close to me. I said it'd be double. AUD. Yeah, AUD. No, so that's not even double because uh, as of recording now, it's 24,000 USD. Oh, yeah, true. So basically 25 Bitcoin could get you a house in Sydney now. So Simon has made an incredibly not bold prediction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did he even do the maths on that? Right. Anyway, he maybe nice, has a Simon. different number. Here's another, here's another one around financial scandal from Simon. My bold prediction for 2023 is that Meta will be the best performing stock out of the FANG stocks. So out of Facebook, now Meta, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google, now Alphabet, Meta will be the best performing out of those five tech giants in 2023. Not bad. He is a Meta bull, very yeah. similar to one that I had, I'm pretty sure. But, yeah, very um, similar. He is a Meta bull, has been since our days working together at Woolworths. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, I think uh, that's a prediction you made. I actually bought some Meta last year, so I think we're aligned on that. Well played. Probably, probably not much more we need to talk about. All right, well, let's take a quick ad break. On the other side, we'll hear from Alf, another team member, and then Ren. I'm really excited to hear what your stock of the year is. So let's hear from our sponsors. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. All right, here is a bold prediction from Alf before we get into stocks rent before we get into rent stock of the year. My bold prediction is that Reddit will IPO in 2023. So, Alf can't say that's a particularly bold prediction. Reddit management have come out and said they are aiming an I- for an IPO <laughs> in the second half of this year. Like they've said that publicly. Okay, well, good to know. <laughs> nice on Alf. <laughs> And then finally, we've got one from Emily. But sorry, we should say I would love a Reddit IPO. I think the platform is so underappreciated. You, by who? By you. No, I have nothing <laughs> against it. I like it. All right, here we go. Final one from Emily. Hello, team. Emily from Partnerships. So this is a theory that I've had for a while now, but I'm confident this is the year it's actually going to happen. There's just too many streaming services and I believe we're going to see consolidation in the industry. So my bold prediction is Netflix is going to be bought. Could be by Apple looking to expand their entertainment services, could be Disney, doesn't matter who, but the prediction is Netflix will be bought by another streaming giant by the end of 2023. I love that from them. There, there are too many streaming services. My bank account can agree with that. Agree, Ren. Something that I'm looking at in 2023 is do I need all my services? But let's get moving. Stock of the year for 2023 for you, Ren. You do always bring an interesting one. I'm sure nothing has changed this year. So what are you putting on the line? Before I get started, just a reminder that the community survey is live. If you would like to pull out your phones and complete the community survey and focus on that more than the next 10 minutes of content, no skin off my nose, Yes, uh, but please go and fill it out. But Bryce, as uh, you mentioned at the top, there were a few companies that I considered when doing the stock of the year. Of and course. there are a couple that I felt uh, were pretty, they, they were playing the percentages more than anything else. So the first company that was going to be my stock of the year. Is this one of the ones you said you guaranteed would go up? Uh, I feel like guarantee is a word that you, I think maybe you verbalized it. No, no, you said. Uh, okay, so you you listen to what I'm saying and you okay, consider. Yeah, yeah. So the first company that was going to be my stock of the year was Manchester United. Yeah. Uh, listed over in New York, um, ticker M-A-N-U, the English Premier League football club, blue chip of blue chip, one of the most sought after sporting assets in the world. The Glazer family are very likely to sell this year. We know that these blue chip clubs go for massive premiums and we know that there's a bidding war already brewing up. There's, I believe, a British billionaire and a Qatari investment fund that have both submitted bids. That's the reporting at least. And we know that there will be more. So for me, it was like, what's the likelihood that the Glazers sell this year? Pretty high. What's the likelihood that it sells for more than it's trading for? 
if it sells, almost certain that it goes for more. So that's one that you could sort of lock in. It'll sell for more. The share price will go up if it sells. Yeah. But then I was like, that's not very interesting because that's basically all I would say. (laughs) And so then I was thinking, um, do I just go ultra defensive? What's the most defensive stock I could buy in a recessionary environment that I, and what if I just play not to lose this year? Berkshire. That's not a bad one. Um, We are going over to Omaha in May to the AGM. Um, I didn't actually think of that one. That's probably a good one. Thank you. Can I change? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, the company that I was going to do was Colgate Palmolive. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, people are probably familiar with both of those brands, but it is just like consumer staples as Mm. consumer staples can be. So Mm. then I was going to do Colgate Palmolive and just talk about some of its brands. Colgate, obviously, Palmolive, um, Ajax, the cleaning spray, Mm -hmm. a couple of laundry detergents, Fluffy and Cuddly. You know, I've got the pet food brand, Hills, just things that people are going to keep going to the supermarket and keep buying, dominant positions, brand moats, um, good uh, scale and cost advantages. But again, pretty boring. I actually was going to go down the line of consumer staples as well when you think about what's going to happen, eventuate over the next 12 months. So it's definitely not a bad call. Yeah. Yeah. So then I looked in the mirror (laughs) and I did some self-reflection and I thought... I may not be able to pick a stock of the year, but what I want to pride myself on is bringing a new and interesting company to the table each year and then watching it fall 50% over the following 12 months. (laughs) And so the company that I'm bringing is a company that I don't think you will have heard before, Axon Enterprise. No. All right. At least not at first glance. Well, to kick off – no, don't Google it. Just wait. I'll tell you all you need to know. Okay. <laughs> uh, to kick off my pitch, I want to hear from Joe Biden. Police officers put their lives on the line every single night and day. And we know we ask them in many cases to do too much to be counselors, social workers, psychologists, responding to drug overdoses, mental health crises, and so much more. In one sense, we ask much too much of them. I know most cops and their families are good, decent, honorable people, the vast majority. And they risk their lives every time they put that shield on. But what happened to Tyree in Memphis happens too often. We have to do better. Give law enforcement the real training they need. Hold them to higher standards. Help them succeed in keeping us safe. We also need more first responders and professionals to address the growing mental health, substance abuse challenges. More resources to reduce violent crime and gun crime. So, Bryce, that was Joe Biden at his State of the Union last week speaking about the challenges in police reform. Yep. How ironic. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just pause as a police siren goes past. (laughs) The past decade has seen police accountability at the forefront of policymakers' minds, particularly in the US, you know, Tamir Rice, George Floyd, and then... Earlier this year, Tyree Nichols, and a lot of money is being pushed in that direction. Biden last year asked Congress for $35 billion for federal funding for, you know, police reform, police accountability, police training. Biden doesn't see 
the solution is defunding the police. He mm. sees it as funding the police massively, investing in new technology, investing in community support workers, investing in drug rehabilitation. There is one company more than almost any other that has benefited from this real focus on police accountability or this real funding push around that space, and that is Axon Enterprises. So a little bit about the company. Ticker on the NASDAQ, ticker is Axon, A-X-O-N, was started in 1969. A NASA researcher, Jack Cover, developed a non-lethal electric alternative to a gun. Taser. You might know it as a taser. Up until a couple of years ago, this company was known as Taser International. So it started selling tasers in the 1970s, went bankrupt, revived, struggled to get market share. A lot of controversies around the taser. There have been a lot of lethal incidents. The company IPO'd in 2001. In 2017, it rebranded to Axon Enterprise. And since then, in the five years since, the share price is up more than 500%. In the past 12 months alone the share price was up 34%. Oh, wow. Outperformed. For context, yeah, yeah, yeah. For context, in the 10 years before the name change, the share price was up about 200% between 2007 and 2017. So... Hold on. Is there an ETF here of companies that change names? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. So what happened with the name change? Is that the thing that drove the share price performance? No. No, because this company has done a massive pivot over the past few years from tasers to body cameras and now from body cameras to a cloud-based evidence management platform. For cops. For cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in 2008, the company unveiled its first body camera, the Axon Pro, recognize that name. That's now the name of the company. Yes. Uh, The footage gets uploaded to a cloud platform, evidence.com. And Axon have dominant market shares in both the market for tasers and the market for body cameras. So from what I was reading, they have an 85% market share among police departments in US major US cities for body cameras. And according to The Verge, 90% of the 18,000 police departments in the United States use their tasers. So this story is really a story about police accountability, body cameras... Uh, this evidence.com platform because it is a pretty remarkable story how this business has moved, has pivoted. But before we get there, we have to ask the question, do body cameras work? What do you mean? Like literally or do they work in terms of like do they, are assault, they f- like actually preventing police brutality? And yeah, those because, sorts of things? because all of this, if, this, if they don't actually work in solving the problems, then all this funding will stop flowing that way and will flow into other solutions. Well, I'm sure there's stats, but I have my opinions. I'd love to hear them. <laughs> uh, it, they only work if the end result is police. If there's actual accountability. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm sure that... Are there stats around that? Yeah, there's stats. Uh, in 2013, the Rialto Police Department did a 12-month study on body cameras, found an 88% drop in complaints filed against officers and nearly a 60% reduction in officer use of force incidents. When you know someone's watching, they behave differently. I guess the key thing is exactly what you said. There, have to be, there has to be accountability at the yeah. end of that. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about the best way to reform police departments. We're here to talk about this company... And this company has undergone a massive transformation. Uh, it's turned itself from a company that sells hardware to a company that sells recurring SaaS. software subscriptions. So in 2016, 
34% of its revenue was recurring. In 2020, 73% of its revenue is recurring. The company now has seven different, I guess, like subscription revenue streams that they sell and they try and upsell a variety of different subscriptions. In 2017, body cameras and evidence.com were a quarter of the company's revenue. So we're still not talking, you know, the lion's share, but it's definitely the growing part of it. Between 2016 and 2021, we don't... I, don't have full year 2022 data yet. Uh, revenue grew at a 26% compound annual growth. Nice. It was previously profitable, but it's not profitable. And it hasn't been profitable for the last couple of years. But looking at uh, the most recent quarter results, Q3 from last year, $311 million in revenue, up 34% year on year, and $12 million in profit for the quarter. So I guess that's the company. It's a old school hardware company trying to undergo this digital transformation in the context of massive con- like massive controversy around their industry and massive funding directed towards their industry. And you can really only see more funding flowing to some of these things. And they have a pretty dominant franchise in the US in this space, like dominant market share. And so the company is now trying to expand overseas. They've opened up, I think, an office in Australia, but also an office in the Netherlands. And so they're trying to sell their body cameras and their evidence.com platform around the world. Yeah, well, that was going to be my question. It's not, it feels like it's, uh, it's not an issue that's just uh, centred in, in the States, although it feels like in some instances there are major problems over there compared to other police departments around the world. But uh, this is a technology that I'm sure... Like Australian cops also have body cameras here. Yeah, that's my... That, I, I didn't do the research on like who Australia uses, but I guess that's the question. Um, mm. There would be incumbents everywhere around the world that yeah. they have to compete against. Yeah. And there's also probably police departments that, well, like here in Australia, like the going for the gun is like absolute last resort. You're going for the taser first time round, aren't you? Yeah. 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 And like tasers are incredibly controversial. Yeah. The yeah. intention is to provide a non-lethal alternative to firearms, yeah. which is a obviously a noble intention. Mm. I have nothing more to say about that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, it's a fascinating company. And uh, I think that we, we know, I'm, I am looking at the share price here, 2019 through, well, even since the end of uh, mi- middle of last year, it's up 127%. We know we've seen it time and time again in these companies that can transition their revenue from old school One selling widgets sales. Yeah, 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 yeah. through to recurring revenue and then having upgrades and uh, the ability to upsell customers to higher and higher levels of subscription. Investors just love it. Mm, and yeah. the more you can push that revenue into subscription or recurring, mm. the share price tends to follow suit. Now, I, as I was listening to Sasha's montage at the start, I did get nervous because investors have loved this company for the last little while and there's probably an argument or there's definitely an argument that it's overvalued. So we'll see what the year holds for this company. But I just, it's a, it's a fascinating company that mm. I just came across and I just thought it was worth bringing... No, it is, yeah. Uh, to, to the table. Great example of, uh, of, t- of taking a, what's going on in the world around you and, and uh, which was the increase in funding that Biden's trying to push through and figuring out how that can flow onto an investment opportunity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I guess the, the important question, if I, I don't own any of this, the, the question is, is this ethical? I think so. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think, you know, 
10 years ago when it was a taser company, there's probably a different argument. But I think what it's doing now, it's, um, you know, it's, it's mission statement. How's this for uh, consultant-led corporate speak? It's mission statement. Accelerate justice, capture uh. truth, protect life. <laughs> <laughs> what is an insurance company? <laughs> um, there is, a, there is, a, you got to put a flag in the hole. Is it ethical though? Because some of the plants that it produces are a little bit, how are you going though? How's this one from uh, June 2022? Axum proposed a plan to stop school shootings by producing and selling taser armed drones. What? Yeah. How does that stop school shootings? Well, I guess you taser the, yeah, the shooter. What if they're inside? The drones can go. The, dr- no, like the drones a, just hang out in the classroom. Well, I, I think you'd probably pack them away. It'd be like a break in case of emergency situation. That is so strange. Uh, I, I mean, in, to that credit, Axon's ethics boards unanimously uh, rejected the proposal. Nine members of the ethics board resigned because of the proposal. Uh, for me, policing has so much scope to be improved from technology, but governments aren't going to be the ones to develop and commit the resources to develop that technology. So... You know, I think on balance, it's better that these companies exist and produce body cams and software platforms and stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, love it, Ram. Again, brought a very interesting company to the table. Um, Some solid numbers behind it. And um, yeah, we've got two now, Infosys and Axon. So uh, NASDAQ, the ticker was... AXON. AXON. And one final note, uh, I thought it was quite funny, uh, so you know how we called deer, you know how we, when we did deer over summer, people were calling it the apple, apple. of agriculture. Yeah. Motley well. Fool call this company the apple of law enforcement. Uh, <laughs> how and, do we, and, how and do the we reference be- there is just the uh, The move from hardware yeah. to uh, recurring subscriptions. Yeah, so yeah. if anyone's wondering, yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty reasonable yeah. uh, analogy. I just, yeah. it's funny, yeah. We're soon going to be the apple of of Media. Fi- Australian finance podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we have reached the end of today's episode. We will um, we'll get both of those stocks into the uh, forum and on our Facebook page. Um, but if you do have a suggestion of what your stock of the year might be, jump on those community forums and uh, let us know. Otherwise, hit us up at contact at equitymates.com. We would love to hear from you. Back into the full swing of things next week. We've got plenty of awesome expert interviews coming up. Uh, don't miss the tail end of this week though because we have a three-part series on uh, value investing with uh, Owen Rask and we look at the basics of value investing and then put uh, that to work in a case study and we look at Zero and Apple over three episodes and how you can think about actually valuing those companies for those that are interested in valuation. So that is uh, the end of this week. But Ren, it's an absolute pleasure as always to chat stocks, some fascinating companies there. Uh, we'll close it out and we'll speak next week. Sounds good. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. 
The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.